0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Style with Shara. I am your host, wardrobe stylist Shara Green. And today I have a very special guest on the podcast. She is a fashion model. She is one of the main faces of Golden Bird Boutique. You can catch her in just almost all of their campaigns. She's a bomb micro-influencer of fashion and beauty products. You can catch her slaying looks all over your timeline, especially if you're in the DMV area. But not even just really if you're in the DMV, because when I tell you, girl, I'll be scrolling on Pinterest just looking for inspiration <laughs> for shoots. And I'll be like, look, that go T. So she's just always giving us versatile looks in the shoot. Um, concepts are always fire. You can also catch her gorgeous head wrap side profile tatted on people across the internet Um, but we're gonna get into that too. Um, So her name is Tania also known as Lockstar and she also happens to be someone I call friend. How are you T and welcome to the show. I am well
1: thank you for having me Shara. I'm so excited to be here and be doing this with you because you've been doing your thing always and I admire that so
0: Aww, yes, thanks, I'm excited. Yes, of course, I'm excited for this too. I definitely been trying to make this episode happen since like <laughs> last year, but with both of our schedules and just technical difficulties and all that, it took a little minute. But I'm actually glad because I feel like now with like everything you've been doing, um, like since we actually first planned it, I feel like you actually have done a lot. So we actually have a lot more to talk about. So I'm excited. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So if you're listening, just to give you guys like a little bit of context about me and her together. Um, So back in the day, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> if I'm saying back in the day, it was like, at this point it's been years. It does not feel like years, but it's so weird. It just feels like just the other day, but it literally I was thinking the other day, I was like, I think it's been like three to four years since like yeah. you and I worked together. Um <laughs> but we actually worked together at more than one store. We worked at one clothing store together and then we worked at a makeup store together, which Tania actually referred me to because prior <laughs> to us even working there, I had to I was not even Hips or anything when it comes to makeup, I can't believe they had me actually doing people's makeup in that place. Like, I do my same old makeup. (laughs) So to have them actually hire me for that, that definitely was thanks to you and you being able to refer me. Um, but yeah, I don't even know if you noticed, but before I even started at like Garage, which was our first place that we worked together, I would come in there and you would just be so nice to me. <laughs> like, oh my
1: goodness, I'm <laughs> trying to figure out if I even
0: do remember it. Now I feel so bad, but no, it's girl, that was like so long ago. That was must have been like 2015, and but you would just be so nice to me. Like you would help me pick out outfits for the weekend. Um, at the time I was working at a boutique across the street from the mall, um, and I was. Sneak over there during my breaks and just be shopping on my break. And you would pick out stuff for me to try on, and you would hype me up like, "Yes, girl, this looks so good on you." And I would. End yes. Up- okay. Now
1: that you said about the <laughs> boutique, I remember having that conversation, and that's crazy because little old me telling your stylist,
0: "You like, okay, this looks good." But you know, it's reflections,
1: no. so I no, definitely
0: <laughs> that was that was part of my customer experience that made me want to you know even come there so. Like, I remember um, I would just be walking past the store, like, let me go see if that one girl was in there, because she is so nice to me. Ah. And- <laughs> I would always, like, leave work with, like, or leave the mall and go back to work with this huge shopping bag and try to hide it in the back from my boss um, <laughs> when I was working at the boutique because you was just, like, so friendly and your customer service was on point and I would always leave with something. So, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure if you remember that because I was like, that was, like, so long ago. Like, I feel like that was, like, one of those things where you would see somebody and, like, you have a certain like idea of how they are but like actually it doesn't occur to y'all that y'all actually like will be cool one day like that y'all exactly. be friends so yeah so I'm definitely glad that I ended up applying there and working there and that we got to work together even after that um but T definitely give us some background on where you're from and how you got interested in beauty and fashion All right, love it so hey y'all again <laughs> I'm <laughs> Tania I'm from PG
1: County More specifically, little old Laurel, Maryland. So it was like super suburban. Not a lot of inspiration around there. So that definitely came from, number one, me just growing up in a Caribbean household that has a lot to do with just kind of like my style and beauty influence now. Um, Kind of earlier down the timeline, I would say I got interested in like fashion and beauty Closer to middle school, like the whole self-discovery, trying to see like the type of things I was interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very shy, but cheerleading and dance really kind of took me out of myself. And naturally, you know, doing your makeup for like dance shows and cheerleading competitions and like styling yourself as far as just little add-ons with your uniform and stuff. It just, it was all full circle and it all was one. So separate from that, I really started tapping into Um, My individual style, it was like, okay, I know how to get myself together, you know, for a cheer competition, for a dance recital. So, you know, when I go out, like, what's my style? Um, And that just came from small things. Like, I started thrifting with my grandma in middle school. And, you know, like, just random things, like, looking at old photos of how she used to dress and my mom and all that, like, that 90s, 80s style that started early on in middle school. Um, And then it just transformed all throughout high school. I kept all those same interests, dance, um, cheer, fashion, beauty. And it's just pretty much, you know,
0: grown over the years. So that's the start of everything. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I love it. So how would you say like that love for fashion and beauty um, transitioned into your personal brand? Like, because at one point you were mainly modeling, but now you've added influencing in the mix, like you get products sent to you to promote and wear them. And I remember back when we were working together, we would talk about like where you were versus where you see yourself going. So how has like influencing been like, what has it been like what you hoped it would be? And like, how has it Helps you with all of the other things that you have, you know, that you have a hand in? Like, I feel like modeling does go hand in hand because you have to create a look with products and you have to be able to communicate a brand message. So how have you been able to use your modeling skills to um, translate that into what you're now doing with influencer work? So
1: the the initial transition, it just all happened so naturally to say. So again, Mm -hmm. um, just in my smaller social circle, that whole, like, just, oh, my God, where'd you get that outfit? Oh, my God, I love how you do your makeup. And that just all started off with self-experimentation. So, you know, I took that. Um, I got on social media, and I just was post. And it's interesting because, again, like, I don't know if it's just my
0: Gemini nature. It's, like, I'm shy and reserved, but I also Oh, my attention. gosh. I was literally going to say that. I was thinking when you were talking, I was, like, she's also a Gemini. Like, yes. And Gemini is like, y'all tend to be very charismatic and just like full of personality. Y'all are able to relate to a lot of different people. Um, So you definitely have that working in your favor. And I feel like mm-hmm. y'all care, but y'all don't really care. Like what other people have to say, like y'all, when it comes to your look, y'all going to do what you want to do. Um, Y'all are definitely individuals at heart. And I feel like that's perfect for, for getting people to buy into you. What you're doing now as far as like telling people like oh this brand is amazing and that brand is amazing like do you incorporate like more of your personality in it or do you try to keep it like corporate because I know sometimes you might have to work with corporate brands like how does that go
1: yeah so you definitely put it in a nutshell and again it's it's also natural so as far as incorporating it it just kind of happens um it's interesting, too, because sometimes I don't see myself as sort of that magnet that I am, but I always <laughs> have this catchphrase reflection. So I feel like what I have in myself, I see in other people. And that oh, just wow. all goes full circle with, again, me posting on social media. And, you know, brands are attracted to that because of the influence, just just to kind of wrap it up, just because of the influence in itself. Um, so... I think, yeah, my personality definitely has everything to do, with the fact that I am that Gemini, I am that kind of carefree, but, yes. you know, I'm going to still keep it cute. It it all is all self-expression, and that's the beauty in it, and I just, you know, I'm grateful that, again, it happens so naturally. Now, on the business aspect, sometimes I do have to be a little bit more black and white mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you got you to gotta keep things like that because sometimes right. I've also been told that I'm very nice and, you know that can go both ways so that's that's just kind <laughs> oh, of I how know. I'm handling it now <laughs> exactly that's just kind of, but I'm, I'm just happy to be where I'm at just by being myself um and there's nothing better than that and I'm yes. excited to see you know where it takes me and I'm always
0: looking forward to growing so yes definitely keep that Gemini spirit about you do you know your rising and your moon signs as well yes yeah, so my rising is oh my god girl let me see okay wait <laughs> I have it in my chart. I'm trying to see. If You're I can fine. It took a while clear. for me to memorize mine, too.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have a Taurus moon. Okay. And I have a. Wait, this is weird. My Gemini sun, Taurus moon. And I think I have like a Virgo rising or something interesting like that.
0: Really? Virgo? I could definitely see Virgo rising. Um, I'm actually a Virgo moon, so I definitely could see that. I feel like. Virgo kind of brings in that hard worker, um, logical aspect of a person's personality. You know, Beyonce is a Virgo. Michael Jackson was a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Like so many hard working, go getting people, they they have Virgo somewhere in their chart. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see Taurus a little bit too, as far as like how you can be, you can be very blunt when it's time to be. <laughs> so I definitely see that within your personality. I'm actually. Aries rising in a Virgo moon. So I feel like my Aries rising just adds to the fire, like of my Leo sun. Um, Like, I don't like committing myself to anything I'm not passionate about, especially like creatively. Um, Like, an idea or concept has to speak to me. And then, like, my Virgo moon kind of calms me a little and allows me to just like stop playing and focus (laughs) on just looking at things from a logical, strategic um, standpoint. So Yeah, I definitely feel like Zodiacs definitely play a part in what we choose to go after, what we choose to pursue. So yeah, so I also want to talk about confidence because I feel like all of the Geminis that I know are like super confident. Like like I said, y'all are individuals. Y'all couldn't care less about what other people are doing, especially when it comes to the way you interact with people, your style. Um, But Outside of your zodiac sign, what else would you say has contributed to the confidence that you radiate? Like, not just on social media, but just in real life as well. And, like, what advice would you give someone who might be looking to build up some confidence within themselves?
1: So, like you said, in real life, um, most of that confidence came from, like, your typical adolescence bullying. Um, I put bullying in, like, air quotes because, you yeah. know, again, <laughs> Whatever, but um, <laughs> just hearing all the things that I wasn't or people claiming that I wasn't, that was most definitely like a driving force, um and mm-hmm. then also understanding that only I know myself and I understand myself, and once I really own that, um nothing can tear you know nothing can tear me down after that, so it's easier said than done, it really just takes that conversation to yourself and sometimes you have to realize if I can sit there and say you know I don't know I love people that I'm inspired by like Rihanna and Beyonce why can't I sit here and say the same about myself why can't I be inspiring so that little that little conversation just kind of happened in many ways um, growing up and it just it just started radiating and it's crazy because I didn't notice it until other people made it aware because sometimes I'd be feeling like Heavy is the queen that wears the crown. Like, (laughs) people might put me on a pedestal, but I don't always be feeling that high. But it's a beautiful balance. And again, I'm always still kind of growing from that conversation I had as a a child and building my confidence. So to anyone trying to do that, it really just starts with you. I know that's so cliche, but you have to understand, like, your mind is in your body and you can literally shape it and form it how you want. And you can express yourself how you want. So-
0: I love it's, it. It's that simple. <laughs> no, I love that. Because when I tell y'all, like, if you just know T on social media, like, you get a lot. But to know her in person is even better. Just because when <laughs> I tell y'all, sometimes I would come to work back when we was working together and... I would just be having one of them days and I just did not feel like being there, to be honest. Like, I would just be, you know, whatever, something could be going on, you know, in my personal life or whatever the case may be. And I just, feel like I did not feel like working. I don't feel like talking to nobody. And when I saw we were working the same shift, I would just walk into work and you were always serving a look, confident, energetic, and just ready for the day. Like your whole <laughs> energy was just a whole mood, was just everything. And I was like, okay, maybe today going to be a good day. And sometimes yes, you
1: would. I love it.
0: Yeah, sometimes sometimes you would even say that, though, like sometimes you would be like when you would tell me my sales goals for the day, you would be like, it's going to be a good day today. Like, it's a lot to get done, but we got this. So your confidence definitely just has the ability to just shift the whole atmosphere at times when it's needed. And I think that's such a good trait to have, especially as someone who has a growing following, you know, for people to be able to see that you, the person whose content they're so invested in actually has an overall great energy and spirit. Like that's so important. So I love that for you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yes. So again, going back to when you and I worked together, we would be just walking to get food in the morning. That was our thing. We would go do our little Chick-fil-A runs, get some Chick-fil-A breakfast. Um, and this is not an ad. Chick-fil-A is not sponsoring me, but that's really <laughs> what we would be doing because um, <laughs> it was like so convenient. And I was like, I feel like one of the few places in the food court in the morning before we started work that would be open. So mm-hmm. we would be hungry. So we go get our breakfast and we just be talking and we always just saw so much potential in each other. Like. You would tell me, like, girl, you are so talented. Keep styling. And I would be telling you, like, girl, you are an influencer. You know, like, make them videos. People want (laughs) to hear from you. Like, they want to see even more of you, like, So you've always been super supportive of anything that I've done and I've definitely tried to make sure that I return all that good energy right back to you. Cause that's what I like truly value in a friendship. Like me personally, Mm -hmm. I'd rather have somebody where we may not talk every day, but when we touch base with each other, it's always supportive positive energy because there's some people like who may have a circle and they're super close with people who they talk to every day. And those people sometimes never take the time to speak life into their goals or share what they're doing with someone who might be able to help them. And, you know, especially in the creative world, like everything. Yeah. Like I feel like everything that we do within the creative world can be so not everything, but a lot of it can be so like, you can't sit with us and very just, I'm not going to tell you how I got this done. um, But you are definitely one of the women that I've never felt like I got that toxic energy from. So what advice would you give like up and coming creatives who are just trying to build friendships or build their network with people who are like-minded and who are supportive? Because it can be hard to discern who's like that and who's not.
1: So um, it's definitely, again, just being aware of your own individual goal. And mm-hmm. like you said, just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, it is you aren't always gonna be able to like weed out more so the intentions, but yes. I feel like you kind of know and feel and it even shows in the work if this is just it, this is where you yes are it supposed does. to be. Um you get that warm, fuzzy feeling. I don't know, maybe when you step into that studio or that boutique or you step into that client space and you're like, all right, this is gonna work. So when it just again it comes to people that feel like even myself just being up and coming it's like you know always just know kind of see the bigger picture for yourself first and everything will kind of start to fit and as far as finding the pieces i don't know sometimes i feel like you know it just what what is for you will know your name so you kind of just attract that and yeah. i say that because i've never most of the time i've never really physically gone out and like pick certain people to be a part of my circle, it just, it all gravitates. So yeah, I could speak from that perspective and, you know, if that's how it's kind of going for other people. um, Sometimes it works out like that in your favor and your circle just naturally gets created and everything is just beautiful
0: and harmonious together. (laughs) And again, it shows in the work. It does. Yes. No, speaking of it showing in the work, when I tell you, like, I, I think I started following Golden Bird Boutique from seeing your pictures with them Mm -hmm. and like I know you've been working with Golden Bird for a while how like how did that whole working relationship form and how what would you say is like the key in it being so long lasting because you've been working with that brand for I guess like a couple of years now at this point because I've seen you in just about all of their brand campaigns for a few years so what would you say like is the glue that keeps that going and how did it first begin so, it's so
1: funny. Um, I was actually on campus, and I was going to Morgan, and I was okay. walking around with my friends, and I had this, like, little outfit on, and there was a young lady, this beautiful Kenyan girl, and she was walking with another um lady who had, like, a camera. So, they basically was like, hey, we love your style. Can you do, like, this interview for us? It was so random, but, you know. <laughs> the best things always are, though. Like, yes. super random. <laughs> And it's crazy. We sat on the steps of Banneker or something like that, and we had this interview, and girl, the whole time, it was not recorded. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my God. Yes. So, that led us to exchanging social media info, um, and we stayed in contact that way to redo the interview, but that actually turned into, I guess she saw maybe some, like, you know, like, photos I took on Tumblr, or whatever. She was like, hmm. So, we had our First photo shoot on Morgan's campus. I remember it was so cold and windy that day. Oh and I was God. so awkward in front of the camera. But I don't know. I just kept going. She sent me my edits. I was just amazed overall of being in front of such a great camera. And she yeah. saw the potential in me. So literally ever since that day, we've probably started shooting every single day together. And wow. she she loves, you know, vintage clothing. I love thrifting. So, like, sometimes we even go, like, thrifting together. And then, yeah, like, and it's interesting, too. It kind of plays back into the whole personality thing. She was definitely one of those people where personalities worked out, and we could be friendly towards each other, but we still kept it, like, business. Yes. Um, and she's always, always, always been so just considerate of my time um, and of my, you know, talent, and she's helped me grow in multiple ways. I've done the same for her, so that's definitely one of my, like, favorite collaborations and its consistency has been great because, again, it was just like a natural friendship, just general interest, the same, you know, kind of vision, the same goal.
0: Yes, it's the consistency for me. That's what, like, y'all always have some content. like, (laughs) and Well, you as an individual, you always have content. Like, I'm like, I'm so not the, like, I get on social media, of course, because of what I do. If Mm -hmm. it wasn't for what I do, I probably wouldn't be even as active as I am now, which is not a lot, but Girl, when I tell you every like you will never be lost in the algorithm because I'm always see- seeing you on my timeline, which I'm glad because sometimes what happens is like people who I really want to support or people I'm actually friends with in real life. Their stuff gets shadow banned or, you know, it's not seen on my timeline, but I'm always able to see the work that you and Bird are doing together. Um, and you said the perfect thing when it like that balance of being able to be professional, but also be friendly and relate to each other, but know that boundary. That's how you can create like great work consistently. And then like, like you said, you guys have common interests, like mm-hmm. you're into thrifting, she's into thrifting. So it doesn't, nothing looks forced, you know, you know how to take mm-hmm. something that is, you know, worn or used and make it look brand new. Like the, by just by the way that you guys style it and just by the way that you pose in it, girl. So Definitely. Shout out to Goldenberg, too, for the amazing marketing, because like I said, I always see Goldenberg. I never have to go directly to the page to see because that's how consistent they are. And so, yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love that you also model with other models as well with their content. And like she shows such versatile beauty with her campaigns so mm-hmm. I'm like obsessed I have so much it's not just me like I have a lot of inspo saved from Goldenberg but also like sometimes my friends will send something to me and be like isn't this cute And i be like yeah girl that's tea." like that's my friend to me <laughs> <laughs> like yep, that's happened, like, that happened a couple of times like that's happened a couple of times because you're just everywhere girl like I could go on Pinterest right now and scroll through and see a picture of you. and Tumblr too you mentioned Tumblr same thing a couple of homeboys have oh you seen you seen this and it's you I'm like oh my gosh and I hate sometimes I hate tagging you and stuff sometimes because I'm like I'm always gonna see that that um dm response who that like like (laughs) do not like like. but like I love like I just love promoting my friends like I love seeing you guys do especially like I know right now especially with the pandemic I haven't been able to see everyone but I'm still been. I still been seeing everybody just doing their thing and just being consistent. So I love it. Like, yes, sir. We are trying, and I feel like
1: you know, despite all, I know it's so emotionally and spiritually and physically taxing at this time. But I feel like it's important for us creatives to reset ourselves in all of those aspects, and then yes. report pour it into the work. You know, and I feel like this is a nice, you know, kind of grind time. Like this is a moment to reset that vision. I actually have plans on making a vision board. So I can really manifest some of the things I've finally been able to accomplish now. So now is definitely the time to just get that going. And again, it's a beautiful thing that we're able to do this because we've been planning this for so long. So yes, it just goes to show that, yeah, now's the time to be just really pouring into ourselves.
0: Yes, definitely. And just that creative energy. Sometimes, like you said, it can be so taxing to even come up with what do you want to post today? What do I want to talk about today? But you've been doing such an amazing job of just keeping that momentum up. Um, and not only are you like a go-to inspo page for all things fashion, but and especially vintage looks like we were talking about, but you serve us endless makeup looks as well. And your looks are super versatile. Like, you know me, my passion is clothes. Like, I can suggest a bomb look when it comes to like creative direction for makeup, but me, personally, I do the same little neutral eye and hair store lip gloss. Like, that's my everyday makeup look. And, like, it got to the point, like, even when I was working at the makeup store we were working at together, the managers even had to pull me to the side, like, okay, Shar, you're going to have to switch it up. Like, show some range. <laughs> Give us a burgundy lip, like a smoky eye, something. Like, and I would just be like, yep, mm-hmm, I got you. Next day, pull up to work with the same exact neutral eye. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, like, for those of us who, like, might want to venture out every now and then or learn to try new things as far as our makeup goes, what tips would you say um, can help us get there to get comfortable trying new looks? So,
1: it's definitely starting it's- with experimenting. I can't tell you how many times I've left the house in, like, a makeup look that makes me question myself. But <laughs> you know, I've never seen it.
0: I don't know. Like, yeah, I- that's, that's kind of the point.
1: I will say that's kind of the point y'all ain't never seen it or or the thing is though because again I can just say that this skill is there it's never looked in a way where I felt not confident in the look but you know just just for me
0: and just comparatively
1: (laughs) speaking I'll be like oh maybe this is not it today but you definitely have to experiment um I know you know again we pull inspiration from everywhere but it's important to understand that you have your own vision of beauty, because again, I'm still working in the cosmetic industry now, and I can't tell you how many people want to start somewhere, but they feel like they can't start because they're not going to look like X, Y, and Z on YouTube. And it's so crazy because it's like literally, no, you you just have to experiment and have fun. Like, yes, you want your makeup to look good. Yes, you want it to be blended, but have fun with it. And it literally makes the process of getting better so much easier. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So just practice, basically. Practice and just not comparing yourself to, you know, the, not comparing your level four to somebody's level 20 of makeup. Exactly. Because it is a lot of people. Yeah. And I see that sometimes. Yeah. And you never know
1: how many ways people, (laughs) or how many things they use on their face to you know, mm-hmm. and it's, and again, it's never coming from a place of judgment because I respect makeup as an artistry, period. I don't care if you use a paintbrush to put on your lipstick compared to a sock. If it's blending and if that lip color is bomb, period. That's what we love to see. So, yes, it's it's just all in the artistry. And it's all about finding your own way to achieve what you're trying to achieve.
0: Great advice. Great advice. So shifting gears a little bit, just to talk about business, Uh, Give me an example of because I'm bringing this up because I feel like when you're first getting into a new industry and you're starting to gain some momentum like yourself and you're starting to gain a following, it can also be a very vulnerable place because you may not have, you know, all of the the knowledge as far as the legal aspect and the business aspect of something, you know, you might just be using your gifts to try to get you in position, but then certain experiences might happen that make you see, okay, this, there's more to this than just creative. Like I have to actually like be on my shit when it comes to business because people be trying it. So definitely give me an example of like when someone really tried you in business and how you learn from it, from that experience. Cause I, I got one for you. Cause Tell me, like, (laughs) tell us Mm -hmm. about, like, y'all, you can go to your local rainbow or mad rag (laughs) boutique and see Tania's face on a shirt, like, Talk about the whole scenario and how that whole thing came about. Because there's this one infamous image of you that people insist on taking and putting on their merchandise or using it as a logo for their brands without even letting you know. Like, talk about that whole thing. What was that experience like? And what has it taught you so far?
1: Yeah, so it was and still is just so annoying because it's so crazy because it's a selfie. Like, yes, it was a gorgeous
0: selfie, I can't (laughs)
1: believe I took something with my phone and the internet just went ham so yes like like of all your
0: pictures like yes
1: of all my photos so um it's just taught me the importance of you know ownership and copyright um information and just knowing the legalities of that and even if you might not have a legal team to support you just the verbiage to use when approaching these situations because I've found that this one particular selfie has been on everything from the smallest owned boutiques and shops on, you know, your favorite Etsy sites to, like, literally huge corporations, like, selling it as paintings and interior design. Wow. Yes. So, number one, imagine... The check that I could be collecting right now. Yes. Okay. Period. It's well, and you know, the that's more fuel to my fire too because then it just makes me get smarter about things, and it's like you know, I can't say too much, but just know that there there's gonna be ways that. I'm definitely going to be owning that this year and really like okay. reclaiming my time <laughs> okay and then on the other hand it's like some stuff really just tickles me because um when I do actually have to approach these companies and these brands some of them really try me by actually saying that's not you you're a fraud you can't just bully your way to success and I'm like you're literally
0: in my face
1: like <laughs> and and you know what's crazy though I would always approach it in a way and that just taps into me being this overly nice overly compassionate person because mm-hmm. I would always literally use this word hey you know not to come off pretentious or anything but you know I love that you're inspired by my right. photo I see that you have it as your logo would you be open to collaborating? Uh, you know, something at least. I would always give people an option. And that's like, how of, could
0: they be mad at that?
1: Like, exa- Instead of me just saying, you're using my you're using yeah. photo, give me money. Like, I could yeah. connect people like that, but I never did. So I would yeah. always give them the option to kind of explain themselves. I went and even went as far as asking, like, do you mind if I maybe contact the logo designer just to see where they pulled this inspiration from? Even though it's literally in my camera roll, so I know where they got it from. <laughs> So, I've learned that that approach, um, you know, sometimes it works in my favor, and for the most part, you got to hit people with the other phrase, and, you Mm -hmm. know, once once they get that document in the mail, then Mm -hmm. that's just going to be, that's just going to be handled how it's going to be handled,
0: so, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, I'm, like, I'm not to say that I'm glad that happened to you, but, like, One, it speaks to because sometimes, you know, we question our worth and like, is our content good enough? You will never have to question that never because you see (laughs) who's using it, like the level of people and brands that have used it. Like, so, you know, if one thing your worth from now on is never in question, you already know, like (laughs) what you bring to the table. Now it's just about making sure that they don't try it and making sure that boundary is set. And I love that. I love the way you carry it, though. Like, you know, you don't carry it in a bitter way because some people, I mean, and you would have every right to if you did, but you know you carry it in a very gracious way as you do business overall and just um interacting with people overall so i love that you're learning how to maneuver that in a professional way in a way that's still tasteful um but still gets shit done so yeah definitely glad that you're starting to nip that in the bud because <laughs> that was crazy like i remember seeing it on your story the first time i think it was like rainbow i was like yo like girl city wild. trends my mom was in Florida and she sent that to me
1: that she said crazy. look at what I just see in the city trends." she was like this is literally you
0: that is crazy <laughs> imagine your mom seeing like your mother is like this is my whole daughter's face like yes that's crazy uh, wow and then it's like it doesn't end though with the with brands is also people getting your that profile picture tatted on them like how does that feel though like when you see that like people that you don't even know getting your face tatted on them
1: (laughs) so I am I am a little biased with that I feel like that's you know that's just another one of those things in the art world where you just kind of pick and choose what you're okay with and what you're not okay with yeah I feel like I I'm very always flattered and sometimes flustered when people are like Yo, you're my whole tattoo or something like that, cause it's like, dang, that's really (laughs) my face. Like that's so, it's weird in the most interesting and like exciting way, cause a tattoo is on somebody's body. Like that's really personal. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's like, yo, that's my face. So, as you could tell by like my freaking voice rising, like I'm always like, yo, that's crazy. So, that's
0: I, I, I feel like I would take that any day over you know these yeah because that's a personal not paying me <laughs> yeah that's different because that's a personal that's like you're personally inspired by a person versus like oh I'm about to come up you know off of this work that's not mine. All about um, intention
1: so, exactly
0: yeah definitely so shifting gears a little bit but still in the business realm because I know you and I have had You and I have had our conversations about some of these photographers and creatives (laughs) in our area who just, they just don't, some of them just don't have no, like my grandma used to say, you don't have no cooth. Like, and I used to be like, what is that? Like, and my grandma, she used to be like, that means, you know, a person doesn't know how to conduct themselves in a tactful manner. um, And they just really be trying it um and this time we see so many photographers like whose work is amazing and they're they might be really well known and then we all of a sudden see people come out about you know how they've been violated and disrespected by these same photographers that everybody is hyping up so you know in our case some of them tend to give off this very I don't even know what other word to say other than like rapey energy um work with a large range of different photographers who may have different ways of doing things um so how do you work with different types of creatives who you maybe don't know so well and how do you navigate that while making sure you're protected and that your boundaries are respected during the whole creative process
1: so um the unfortunate thing is sometimes for certain individuals they don't really uncover that until you are in a possibly threatening situation Mm. um luckily for me I mean I just feel like weeding that out um I just I just know those people are a lot more transparent than they think that's the interesting aspect of it okay um so I'm able to check myself and you know in a way that it's like I'm not automatically putting a negative sort of shield around them right but when you keep things black and white that's really how you know what you have to or what you don't have to weed out And that's just the easiest way to know if this is going to be, you know, a beneficial business relationship or if this is just some BS. Right. (laughs) Ulterior motive way of X, Y, and Z. Um, Now, you know, you are always invincible to that. But I feel like, again, it's all about verbiage, communication, approach, intention. And if you just keep it black and white, like this is what I'm trying to do. Even when you are physically face to face with someone that may have that sort of um, thing about them it can save you a lot of time and trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's my easiest method of going about it right now. So I just like to keep it short and sweet and to the point as far as my time, as far as the expectations, as far as what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And just not having certain conversations too, because you know, as much as you want to get personal personable with people, you can't. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately sometimes it is a
0: man and woman thing. Like you just can't do that. Cause. Right. I totally agree. I think especially the verbiage part, like, The amount of times that I've had to remind certain photographers, yes, your client, like I'm your client. Exactly. Yeah. Like to keep even those words into place so that it doesn't feel like my homegirl, homeboy, like especially if I'm paying you for a service or even if I'm not, because you shouldn't have to pay for respect, you know, for if you guys have an agreement. You know, outside, and you've agreed to working with somebody on a trade basis. That shouldn't mean okay, they're not paying me, so I'm going to violate them or disrespect them. Um, yeah. So I definitely agree. Like keeping those words in play, like so that, and then having things. You know, people don't realize you don't always. I mean, contracts. I definitely encourage contracts, especially now that I've started. You know, once I started working with people outside of just models who are you know that I'm doing photo shoots with and more personal styling people. Um, Like, I definitely encourage contracts, but everything doesn't have to be super fancy either. If something is documented, screenshots hold up in court a lot of times more than not. So definitely just keeping your receipts and don't be afraid to look people in the eye and don't be afraid to tell people no (laughs) without an explanation. Like sometimes when you get to over explaining yourself, that's when people start to feel like, okay, I can kind of maneuver her and manipulate her out of this and get her to say yes to this. If you tell people flat out, no, like it, that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> so exactly. So yeah, I definitely agree. Um, So before we close out, I just wanted to also just talk a little bit more about micro influencing because I recently actually did an interview with, another influencer on my blog and it was like a QA session and we were talking about how a lot of people think that micro influencing is something that you have to have well, they don't know what the micro part is. So they're thinking that you have to have millions of followers to be an effective influencer. And today that's not the case because actually a lot of brands are actually more drawn to micro influencers because you guys have higher engagement ratios. Um, you guys have more time on your hands to actually interact in the comments with people. And that makes people more drawn to buy. Um, and things like that. So what advice would you give someone who wants to try to tap into influencing on some level, but they might feel like they don't have a million followers, so they can't?
1: So you definitely don't need a million followers. Everyone starts somewhere. Um, I feel like depending on how you look at it, too. Um, the less people that follow you kind of seemingly it's like the less people you have to impress. So I feel mm-hmm. like you're more true to posting because of it's who you are. It's what you love to do. Yeah. And it's not because solely because, yes, we want to impress people. We want to draw their attention or capture their attention. But you're posting because it's what you love to do. And when it just kind of radiates that way, um, you're creating more substantial content. You're creating more consistent content. Um, and things just start to flow naturally and start to establish themselves on a stronger base. So, yeah, you're not posting for likes. You're posting because you like to do it. And that will always grow. And people will always flock to that. And, you know, you'll eventually reach where you're trying to get, even if that's still not a million, gajillion followers.
0: Right. I love it. Yes. So before we end out, what is a trend right now that you love that you might be sharing on your social media? And also give me a trend that you're not sharing because you hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. A
1: trend that I'm loving right now, um, it's actually a little bit more beauty focused. I'm loving that everyone's getting like into skincare and sort of like skincare with makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, I have times on my Instagram where I'm posting about like random products that I'm using, especially during quarantine because we're not going out as much. So um, I don't always consistently post about my beauty routines as of now, but it's something I'm getting back into. And I've been focusing more so on those trends. Um, As far as fashion, though, because I am shooting consistently, especially with um, Goldenberg, um, I'm loving this whole sort of leisure wear with business aesthetic, um, like the big jeans and oversized silhouettes. I know it's not necessarily a newer trend, but I'm seeing a lot um, in the creative content that pops up on my timeline. Yes. So it's like, you know, in-home studios, big blazers, yes. just very like stoic styling. It's It's interesting and I just love it. So I've been really into that. Um, and a trend that I hate, it's so funny. <laughs> so I have this love hate relationship with these sort of two piece outfits. Me because, too. Me yes. Too. <laughs> because on one aspect, I'm like, it's giving you're a little too lazy to actually make an outfit. Like what's yes, the orange? I agree. It's just like stretchy material. But then on the other hand, it's giving like okay I could be a baddie without you know with minimal effort so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> I feel the same way I just, yeah I don't know how to feel about them sometimes and they come in all sorts of cuts and shapes girl yeah
0: they do definitely like please <laughs> no I agree I feel like if you delve into the simple two piece as something to make it your own you know unless super a super simple outing that's one thing but just even if you add a blazer on top like you were saying or you add an interesting shoe just do something to make it your own because there's nothing wrong with two pieces I've definitely used them not just on myself but clients as well I've um, worn them I have a couple of them but I always like to add something like an interesting shoe with a print or you know a bomb accessory that's gonna like make it pop because it does sometimes come off as super like blah so I definitely agree (laughs) yes well definitely let us know where we can find you on social media plug yourself let us know anything that you want us to keep our eyes out for so you can go ahead and do that now absolutely yes guys thank you so much for listening you can definitely follow me on
1: instagram where i am most consistent that's going to be at underscore l-o-c-s-t-a-r-r-r so that's three r's at the end that's where you can find me
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, T, for coming on my podcast. It was so good it up with you. And definitely make sure you guys follow her. You will not be disappointed. She stay with the looks. Definitely make sure you guys subscribe to Style of the Shards so that you don't miss an episode. And I will talk to you guys next week.